0: Hello, everybody. I'm Tommy D, sports director at the Tennesseean, and you are
1: Adam Sparks, Vanderbilt beat reporter at the Tennesseean. You know what we're going to do? What are we going to do? We're Tommy? breaking
0: down the doors today, and the doors are broken. Are breaking?
1: <laughs> you said it. I was about to say it as yeah, well.
0: I, I think that's too too low hanging a fruit, but uh, yeah, Vanderbilt football um, is in a bad way. Then that means the head coach Derek Mason's in a bad way, and, and we can start with obviously for those of you who have been avoiding bad football and things like that um the Vanderbilt lost to UNLV last week does was that a door I heard breaking down or, or, or clicking <laughs> shut uh and that's not good that was not even a good UNLV team and um Vanderbilt didn't look very good doing it
1: yeah um I mean Derek Mason's uh job status is suddenly in jeopardy, which I didn't think there was any results that could bring that this year. I thought his seat could get warm with a bad year, not hot. I think it's hot right now, and, and really you just have to talk about whether or not they want to try to figure out to pay any, a really big buyout, especially by Vanderbilt standards, and if uh, if he can turn around the season enough to convince them that he's the guy to be retained for next year. Uh, Derek Derek Mason today in his press conference, midweek press conference, was in full Derek Mason mode, I like to say. Um, very animated, up on the edge of his seat, had all the Masonisms, the uh, the fun little quips that he, he tends to throw out. Um,
0: A lot of military references. Uh,
1: some military references. Um, to, to, to give you the bullet points of the presser, by the way, this is more newsy items, but... Uh, He said they have to simplify what they do, Um, offense, defense, everything. You never want to do that at midseason, but he said they're going to simplify. It's an open competition at quarterback. Only two, there's been some questions if a third guy would be in. He said Deuce Wallace, Riley, Neal are still competing for the quarterback position. There are no changes in the play callers, and there's a good clip here a little later in the podcast about that. And what I wanted to start with is how he started – he made a plea to the fan base to please come to games. And anytime you're begging your fan base to come to games, that's not a good thing. Uh, but he said it on behalf of the players. And here's how Derek Mason put it.
2: And I'm talking to Commodore Nation. I'm talking to, you know, man, Commodore fans. You know, when you coach 18- to 22-year-old young men, they're um, they they they're in college. Man, they're trying to figure figure it out. You know, I mean, they may not have all the answers, but here's what I do know. I do know, man, that they represent you. Okay, man, I mean, they need your support. Uh, you know, in this game, uh, man, they're not perfect, you know, man, and what they do. Uh, I and mean, I'm big enough to take responsibility for the things, you know, I man, that we don't get done. But, you know, what I need you to do is support these young men. You know, I man, they're you, they're Vanderbilt. Okay, I man, they walk these halls, uh, and they step into these classrooms. Okay, man, they represent the Star V just like, you know, you represented it in your time here. And I'm thankful, you know, I man, for who you are and where you are because Commodore Nation is strong. I just need you to lean against adversity just like this group is being asked to lean against adversity and help us get to the other side.
1: So it's kind of one of those things, if you're in that predicament where you're asking fans, please keep coming to the games. it's Well, not first a... of all, keep
0: coming to the games is not correct because That's... they haven't
1: been coming to the game. <laughs>
0: I don't know, you know, I, I hate to parse words like that, but they did not come to the UNLV game. They did not come to the Northern Illinois game. Lots of fans came to the Georgia and LSU games, but they were not wearing gold and black.
1: They were disguised as visiting fans. Yeah,
0: and they were, and they stayed most of the game before heading down to Lower Broad and enjoying the city. But um, Vanderbilt, yeah. You know, one of the questions I have is how big is the Vanderbilt football base?
1: The base is not very big, and he's yeah, he's trying to get enough of the base out there. It looks like enough people are still interested um this come his his comments there come from a good place i know i've covered Derek for what all six of his seasons he's a high character guy he doesn't mean that in any kind of selfish way um but fans coming to the games while that helps support his players which ultimately is what he wants um it also helps him in or in any kind of argument to keep his job because if people aren't coming, it, it, it hurts his that case. That sends a message. Yeah.
0: If people are, are becoming apathetic or have become apathetic to the product, then the product is has to change to change that.
1: And that's a good segue because I asked Derek in the presser about if his team is apathetic. And the way I put it is, uh, you know, when teams quit, the coach is in trouble. And I asked him if his team had quit, and this is how Derek put it.
2: Yeah, I thought I thought effort was there. I think you know, man. What happens again at times? You know, man. You you can see as the game went on. You know, man. There's some frustration. You know, i mean, setting in. But you know, I mean, like the team didn't quit. Uh, that you know, like quitting is a harsh word when you talk about a sport. Okay, I mean, quitting is laying down. I mean, I, I, I've I've never seen this team quit. I've never seen this team lay down. So uh, that that's that's not a conversation I'm going to have with you know anybody when it comes to this football team. Now, when you talk about lack of execution, when you talk about not functioning, when you talk about not hitting on all cylinders, we can have that conversation. That's a conversation worth having. But, you know, that's that's not who this team is. Um, and that's not who I am. They're they're going to represent me. I'm going to represent them. Um, and we fight for one another because we're one family. And that's exactly what we're going to be.
1: So I won't say he was completely offended by the question because I felt like he was, he knew it was coming. But when you say teams, the team is losing because they're not executing. The effort is there, losing to UNLV by 24 points. You have to think both is missing, right?
0: I would think so. I mean, you know, I'm not going to go out and say this team has quit. Um, I, I don't think this team's very good, and I think there's a lot of frustration on the sidelines. One of the things uh, that that is notable of the game, I think three different times the referees had to step in, and, and it wasn't full brawls, but there were skirmishes that broke out, and that's not the, A, that's not the hallmark of a very disciplined team, and B, it is the hallmark of a team that's frustrated, and I think you pretty well argue that Vandy was at the heart of all three of those. It was frustration leaking out.
1: I think when you're trying to judge uh, to any team, you're trying to judge if, if he's lost them, and that's what you're talking about the possibility of. I don't believe – I'm not putting words in your mouth. But I don't think he's lost them, but that's reasonable to look at that.
0: Yeah, and, and the question is, is it's, it's, a, it's a bad double-edged sword because if you've lost your team, then obviously you can't keep a coach around because you don't get a team back. Um, and if you haven't lost the team and they're all buying in – why aren't the results better? Um, that's that. That's a combination of lack of players. They have three really good players on offense, and I don't know if you have another player out there that could crack honorable mention fifth-team All-SEC based on performance right now. Correct. And uh, that's a problem, and then coaching may very well be a problem.
1: Well, and, you know, I think what you have to look at now is pushing it forward. Is there a way to fix this in season? And I'm not so sure there is. I mean, quarterback I don't think is going to get better. You have two options, and neither one of them look like good options at this point. Um, And one
0: of them wasn't somebody you recruited here out of high school or whatever. It's a a, a graduate transfer, which tells me that, that that's a position they haven't recruited particularly well.
1: And for those that have asked, I mentioned it earlier about the competition at quarterback. Um, Mo Hassan is the number three, and he was the backup last year. He was a walk-on junior college transfer. He started his career at Syracuse as a walk-on. He was was the backup last year, and he was serviceable. He can run it. I've never really seen him throw it that much. I don't think they think he's – uh,
0: I think we saw him a little in the spring game. Didn't we, we? We? He was we did. We did. A little erratic with the arm, but he is very—he's more mobile than either of these two guys. But I don't think he's a passer. Yeah, and I just that, wonder that we've seen yet.
1: if you're going to go to that and say we're going to try to run the ball and do RPOs and a lot of zone read stuff. Well, why not do that with Deuce Wallace, who can also throw a little bit? Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Alan Walters, the redshirt freshman, is number four on the depth chart, which tells you something there. He has yet to take a snap in his career, and he's running mostly the scout team. If, if if you have that little confidence in him, he's not the answer long term either. Um, but so right now, you got to figure out how to win some SEC games down the stretch and beat ETSU. By the way, in week eleven or whatever that is, um,
0: they've got to sweep the eastern part of the state. Yes. to finish with three wins,
1: they do. They do. That's this doable, I guess. Uh, we'll see how UT is at that point. Right. But UT is probably a. Ten to fourteen point favorite right now. I Maybe,
0: I which you wouldn't have been thinking a few weeks ago.
1: So, um, you know, anybody. This is uh, over my time covering Derek Mason. I have applauded his honesty and sometimes cringed at his honesty. And this next clip is uh, again from the presser today, where it today was being Tuesday. 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 Recording um, Where there was a little, there was honesty, but there was a little cringe too. Um, he was asked about, hey, you know, Derek, do you see them practice well? Is it, is it just not going from practice to the game? Or do, all, do they look awful in practice? And that's also what we're seeing on Saturdays. And, and this was Derek's answer.
2: It's just not matching up. You know, man, I, I, I've got to say, taking it from the class to the grass. I mean, you, you know, practice is, is, is the classroom. I mean, those guys are working hard in the classroom. And on game day, I man, it's just it, there, there's times. Okay, where, I mean, you look at it. How can you every week come out as an offense and go down and score? First series, I mean, are, 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 are we doing something magical? No. Okay, man, it's practice. It's how hard those guys have worked. It's what they put into it. Okay, the stagnation, I Man, I, mean, I don't have a quick answer for that. If I had it, okay, I man, we'd be on the other side of it by now. Okay, I man, I don't have that answer. I'm searching for that answer, man, right now. But, but you know what? I'm not letting those guys off the hook. Like I said, I man, I'll take anything anybody out there has got for me, okay? I mean, you got the answers, uh, I, I, I hear you. I'm not worried about that right now. What I'm worried about is, is, is our guys making sure that they trust the training, they stick with the process, okay? Man, when, when something happens, move to the other side. Grab an oar and start rowing because that's the only way you're going to get there. And that's what this team needs right now, okay? We, we got we to gotta continue to invest in the answers that are inside the building because the schemes, okay, I mean, the good schemes, Okay, uh, schemes are good schemes. I think we got good players. I think we got good coaches. Now, what we got to do is play good football. That's the answer.
1: So he's speaking truth there. I mean, when you say, you know, he says, "Come down and score on the first series, and then everything gets stagnant." And I don't really know why that is. That's honest. Nobody knows why the team, for sure, is good for the first couple drives, and then they're awful the rest of the game. Speaking of offense, um, but the head coach should have a better answer for that.
0: Yeah, and and what what would what you would think would be the obvious answer is you script a number of plays. Yep. and and people kind of misunderstand that. That doesn't mean you write down twenty five plays and you call them in that order no matter what the situation is. And if your fifth play was a handoff off the middle and it's third and twelve, you you ran it off up the middle. They're all situational, but they're, you're doing that to see what the defense will do against certain sets. You're doing that because you've seen tendencies from them that you think you can take advantage of, that you know once you do that, then they're going to change. So take advantage of it before that. And then, you know, you're, you're also seeing how your players are going to react to what the other team would done when they throw a blitz and things like that. So what, what, what that would tell us is, is if Andy's scoring on their first drive most of the time, and maybe even the second drive some of the time, is the scripts good? It also tells me they don't, aren't doing a particularly good job of anticipating what the reaction to the script will be and having a plan B, because what, what a lot of the script to do is, is supposed to do is to get the defense to react a certain way, so that now, now you've either got them bunched up because you've run it well, or you've got them spread out and you can run it, or something. but, but they're going to change they're going to take away that whatever worked on that first drive. They're going to say, okay, we're not going to get burned that way again, and you have to say, yeah, that's what I want. I want you to back your safeties up a little, and now I'm going to start throwing tight end across the middle or whatever that is.
1: And so you've got a few potential problems there. You can have uh, coaching is not ready to adjust in-game. Right. You have uh, maybe they are ready to adjust, but the communication is poor. Or well,
0: the adjustments are bad. The
1: adjustments are bad, Um the adjustments are one step behind cuz if that defense is adjusting quicker than you right. that's that's not going to go well right you could be the fact that a, a quarterback cannot carry out those adjustments i mean one thing about the script is those are the plays that you rehearse so to speak mm-hmm. during the week more than any other and when you get beyond the script okay guys now we've got to adjust well i'm i'm only patterned to do these 25 plays mm-hmm. i haven't gotten to the 26th play right and, Which is by the way where Derek said we've got to simplify things, but you can oversimplify things and be worse, not better.
0: And and I don't think this is what a Vandy is. This is what I think Vandy should be. When you simplify, some of the best offenses I've ever seen were very simple. It's a handful of plays and a ton of formations. Started to use an expletive ton of formations. Sure. How mummy set SEC records for offense. He had like six six pass plays and six running plays, something like that. He had eighteen formations for every one of them, or- and
1: he didn't care what the defense was doing. Also, right,
0: right. So he was making you, he was playing offense. He was making you adjust to him. Yeah, but you might run the same play three straight plays out of different formations, and the defense. You know, more than half of defense is is formation recognition, because that tells you tendencies and that tells you what they can do. If they have no running backs in there, you probably think there's not a running play coming uh, unless it's quarterback draw. So you don't have to worry about that. That's an extreme example. Um, if they play in two tights and a fullback and a running back, you probably better be ready for a run. Again, an extreme example. I don't the, Simplifying if you can teach a lot of formations is, is a good thing. Um, asking if, if you're asking more of your players than they can absorb and and execute, then you need to ask less of them. Um, not ask for less results, but ask mentally if, if there's too much for the quarterback you have to read to make the read, right. Then you make the read simpler. You know, if you get down to basics of some footballs, it's one read offense, you know, option football, you're kind of keyed on one certain guy. And if he does a, you do B, if he does B, you do C. Um, and that's what they have to get to. I'm not saying they have to run option, obviously, but they have to simplify it in a way that the, that their personnel can execute.
1: And I would argue that Kyle Shermer, um, I've said before, that his best asset was not his arm, it was between his ears. Mm-hmm. Um, if Kyle Shermer was with Vanderbilt this year, they'd be 3-3, three and three, not 1-5, based solely on his mind. Mm-hmm. Um, so that brings me back to the quarterbacks. If all those breakdowns are going on with the offensive coordinator, with coaching, with communication to quarterback, with the execution of the quarterback – Um, Between those two quarterbacks, from what we're told, uh, Deuce Wallace understands the offense, where the ball is supposed to go, and he's a little closer to understanding in that what Kyle Shermer was. Not all the way, but closer to that than Riley Neal is. That would tell me he could adjust better. The problem is they don't think he has the arm strength, and I'm not sure he does, to get the ball where it needs to go. Now, maybe he has the understanding to get them into the right run or the right protection to run, as we're saying, a more simple offense. Um, I don't know, but they have kind of have to make a decision. I don't think they can keep going back and forth from here moving forward to, to two different quarterbacks.
0: No, I don't either. And, and they need to decide what they want to be. And, and I think there has been a lot of ping pong being played where oh we haven't been getting it to the tight end so we're gonna make sure we get it to the tight end this week oh but we got a running back we need you make sure he gets carries and we got that wide out got to make sure you target him yep that no you don't need to do any of those you need to do what works yeah and if you if you decide that this week in this game plan that that running back Vaughn needs to get 37 carries then if the tight end doesn't like it he can go watch or he can block but and I don't think that's a problem you know I'm not saying everybody gets frustrated they don't get the ball enough but I don't think there's a revolt or anything here but yeah I'm sorry you might be featured in the next game that happens at the highest level of football you see you know you see games where where New England goes heavy on one guy and then that you don't see that guy again for three weeks is a featured part of the offense because they like to match up. Well, that's, you know, the, you don't complain about it. You go out and perform and try to get the ball in your hands by performing.
1: So when we're talking about uh, play callers, coaches, uh, that gets us to what I thought was the, the quote of the press conference from Derek Mason. Um, uh, I, I even got an, another SEC beat writer that saw me tweet this quote and, and uh, texted me immediately after the press conference and said, that sounds like a philosopher, not a coach. Um, I've covered Derek Mason to know that he he has these lines in his head that he wants to use. Uh, Derek Mason was asked as as I asked uh, Saturday night after the game. I asked Derek, you know, how, are you going to change? Are you going to take over defensive play calling? He did that in 2014 in a season finale against Tennessee in an awful season, and they nearly upset Tennessee that year. And they were really good on defense, shut down Josh Dobbs. And because of that, he took over play calling the next what three seasons and was pretty good on defense. I asked him if he would do that again. He said no. Um, and then he was asked that question again at today, Tuesday's press conference. Have you are you gonna change coaches, play callers? And this was Derek Mason's answer to that.
2: I truly believe in the coaches that are here. You know, you you don't you don't you don't start, you know, man uh you don't get in the fog of war and start shooting at the guy that's sitting right next to you. <laughs> that, that, what, what, what are we doing here? I mean, we, we, we talk about being family. No, that's, that's not what we do. Okay? What we do is, man, we tighten our bootstraps up. Okay, man, man we make sure we tighten up the backpack. Okay, man, let's march another 40 miles. Let's make sure, man, we can get through to the other side. Okay? This is about, man, family. This is about trust. This is about having some integrity. This is about making the march. This is about the work. So let's make sure we do every bit of it.
1: So, I'll just repeat it, because <laughs> I think it, it, it. if you missed it, you don't get into the fog of war and start shooting at the man next to you or family here. Um, there's a lot of ways you could take that. Yeah. It is very poetic, I, I will yeah. say.
0: I agree, and I think I mean it's obvious what he's saying is we can't be throwing each other under the bus.
1: He um, did shoot the guy the next to him water, yeah. in the season finale of 2014. Yeah, so and it's it's
0: dangerous to be shooting in a fog anyway. You can't really see what you're shooting right, at. Right. You know that's that's what they always taught me when I was growing up about <laughs> handling a gun. You certainly if you're out in the woods and you're hunting, you don't shoot at movement. You wait until you see what you're shooting at. There was a great. So, so I wonder if he's just waiting to see what he's shooting
1: at. <laughs> there. There was a great tweet uh, reply. Um from a frustrated Vandy fan that said, Well, we're not shooting the enemy. <laughs> I thought that was a pretty good
0: one. Yeah, there's there's some truth there. Um, yeah, I understand what he's saying is, you know, they've got what they've got. They've got a limited team. Um, they as coaches are trying to do the best by that team and find something that'll work, and that's not been adequate so far to 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 result in, you know, changes in the outcome. But I also think he's saying, you know, we can't just – what am I going to do? Who's going to call the plays if this guy is Who's going to call the defense if this guy is And I think he wants to be the head coach, and he's, he's sticking by what he believes here, and I'm not sure changing that's going to make a big difference. You know, if you had a genius offensive coordinator who was sitting in and waiting and brought in a new playbook, well, you don't have enough time to teach a new playbook and absorb that. And defensively – he might be a better game caller than somebody else, but they ain't got a lot of material out there either.
1: Yeah, and he's kind of dancing between two extremes here. Um, when Malcolm Turner judged the AD, when he judged the uh, the status of Bryce Drew and Stephanie White, the two basketball coaches, Bryce Drew was not open to as much change as Stephanie was. Bryce was fired. Stephanie was kept, at least for this season. Derek Mason, I'm not saying he's thinking about that, but it's the same guy calling the shots, the AD, He's he's got to be open enough to change, while also not abandoning everything and and saying, well, I'm I'm just gonna I'm just gonna dig my heels in and keep doing the same thing. It's 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 tough to balance those two, and you got to figure out to win SEC games down the stretch. And Missouri is not the one you want to be playing right now because they're really good on defense. They've got a really good quarterback. Their offense can score, and uh, it does. It's not the matchup you want when you need to win this badly.
0: Yeah, and, and we just have to have to look at this thing as, as what it is and look at it honestly. You had three games at the beginning of the season that, that most people would say that, that you're not going to win any of those. And I thought maybe they could sneak by Purdue on the road, and Purdue stumbled out of the gates against some other Nevada school maybe. I don't remember. <laughs> um, but they didn't win that. And then you look at it and you say there's a stretch of games where maybe you can right the ship and, and come back to three and three and instead – they beat Northern Illinois, and they, they lost to Ole Miss, which I think you would say on paper is a winnable game. It's the the weakest team on the other side of the conference. If you're going to win a road game, that would be the one you'd circle. And then they lost to UNLV, which is why we're talking about the future of the coaches. Um, so we'll see how that plays out. It's homecoming. We'll see if the fans do show up and if they stay. And we'll see what, what we see out of this football team. Let's wrap it up all right well that does it for this edition of breaking down the doors we hope you'll subscribe to com if you haven't already and remember to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes Google Play or wherever it is you get your podcasts and you can drop us a review or a rating while you're at it for Adam Sparks I'm Tommy Dees and we'll be back next time